0: Polyamory is already telling you there's many loves. And from the ones that I've experienced, and I say experience meaning like maybe people that I follow on social media and stuff who are in polyamorous relationships. What it seems like to me is that there's the ability for love in multiple people. And not every relationship is the same. Like you may not even love that partner in the same way that you love the other partner. right? But you love them both enough to where you need to be with the both of them.
1: Uh-huh. That sounds like being codependent in a frat house. It does, right? I guess every relationship is different. One, I'm gonna go off the right off the bat and go, don't knock anybody who's in one. If it works for them, then it works for them and then they're happy with that, then like that's all I really care about. <laughs> What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Normalize This, Mm -hmm. the show where we discuss whether or not ideas, trends, and behaviors should be normalized in everyday society. My name is Adam Rippon.
0: (laughs) And I'm Danielle Young, aka Societe.
1: Yes, we're both members of Societe, and it's so good that we're both here.
0: Giving big Societe energy.
1: Yes, because today we are going to discuss open relationships. Mm. (laughs) Crickets.
0: Open it all up, you know what I mean? It's it's you and yours and all of them.
1: It is you, yours, and all of them. That's kind of how an open (laughs) relationship, I think, works. It's a lot of all of them and you and
0: yours. Yes, you and yours is this. But make sure that y'all stick with us because not only are we going to get up in these open relationships, mm-hmm. we're going to keep it or curb it. Our favorite game. Yes. Are you excited? It's like me and Adam getting to tell you what's good what and what do. isn't.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> we're bossing you around.
0: We're bossing you around. We're either going to drag you to the curb or we're going to keep you forever. hmm hmm So, Danielle,
1: <laughs> I'm thinking... I hear you, you over there thinking. You gotta have a fun fact for me.
0: Oh my goodness! Well, you know me; I'm always gonna have a fun fact. It's you that we worry about a little bit. Uh huh.
1: I'm trying to. Re- I'm trying to like deflect my own worries and fears onto you because I'm panicking because I haven't thought of a fun <laughs>
0: fact. Uh, don't panic. You could think of one. Maybe even think of one. Theme towards the episode, which is what I like to do. Have you ever opened your relationship up? Well, no, let's we'll dig into that in the show.
1: We'll dig in, but I can tell so I'm I'm curious to dig in because I can tell you as a fun fact, I have never been in an open relationship. Hmm.
0: Me neither, actually. I'm willing, but I don't think I've ever been in one myself. Uh,
1: yeah, I think I'm excited. So my fun fact is, I'm actually excited to talk about this because I yeah, I don't think I've ever really had this conversation with somebody else about open
0: relationships. Well, that's not a fun fact, first of all, because of course right, you're great. excited okay, to talk here about we go again. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> of course you're excited. <laughs> if you're not excited, then <laughs> hello, can we fire him today? Right. You better be okay, excited. Okay, wait, I have a fun fact. Yes.
1: I just ordered a mechanical keyboard. What? Okay. You know, like those keyboards, like when you're typing that make all the click sounds? No. Yes, you do. Like when you're like watching a movie that's from the 90s and you like walk into they walk into the office and you hear people like typing at a keyboard.
0: Oh, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like a like an old school with the yes. keys big. So and...
1: I just ordered one that like is extra like the key clacking is extra loud.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are you sitting so, anywhere near it? No, I didn't get it yet. Oh.
1: I think I'm getting it in a few days but I'm so excited I've been like it's the only thing I've been able to think about
0: uh, you and your like nostalgic tech I love nostalgia it's it's a mix between the two worlds because I remember the good notes or something that you mentioned yes, which was like yeah. notebook writing almost but for the future on the iPad it's like,
1: yeah like I want to feel present but I also want to be past does that make sense <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like, honestly, I think it's our generation. It is. Yeah. Like, I love the I love the things that are happening and bringing us into the future. But God knows, please don't let us leave the past. Right. Like, I still I still want to use a pen and paper.
1: I love pen and I love paper (laughs) and I love mechanical keyboard. No,
0: that's that's fun. A mechanical keyboard. It's like those fat back computers. Remember those?
1: Oh yeah, I remember those. We had we had one like in our living room, like when I was a child.
0: Yes, like I wanted one of those. um, I got yeah, it was an Apple. I think it was an Apple back then. Those the ones that had like the colors.
1: Oh yeah, those are the Apple ones. Yeah, and the
0: big old gigantic screen that had yes, (laughs) yeah, I remember to it.
1: I remember, like, in our living room and it took up, I think, like, 50 feet. <laughs> like, a big old screen and a giant, like, tower. Do you remember, like, the towers would be, like, right next to it? Yes. And it had, like, for the discs and the CD-ROMs.
0: Oh, my gosh. I remember. Because yeah. I remember, like, in the times where I was going, uh, where I was going into college, laptops were uh, becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. I think they they already existed, but, like, in the sense of you can own your own personal laptop. Like, I think that started to happen. And yes. uh, I was like, but no, I don't want a, like a fake computer. Like I, in my brain, it was like not real. I was like, right. I want a real computer. I want one that I put on my desk. And I like, so I opted my first computer. I opted to get was a Dell. But then like it was the one with the tower and all of that. Right. And then. As and you I weren't was
1: in- lugging that around. <laughs>
0: Because <laughs> as I was like getting into college, I was like, oh man, that laptop would have been great. <laughs> I was like, oh now I'm stuck at my desk with my desktop. <laughs> Kids today, y'all will never know.
1: No, you won't. You'll you'll never know. Which is sad because that was really a time.
0: It really, truly was. Oh. Youth. It's wasted on the young.
1: It is. It truly is. So that's my fun <laughs> fact is that I order retro things in hope of feeling something.
0: <laughs> oh, I just want to feel something. That's so good. I love that. Um, okay. Let me think of a nostalgic fun fact for myself. Um, I'm thinking about like CDs.
1: Yeah. Do you remember getting those CDs, like the one from like AOL all the time? It would oh come in the gosh. mail yes, all the, the time. Yes, that's the only way
0: I was able to get online, really. It was to use those free hours of internet that they provided. <laughs> Is that what those were? I think so, because like you could use your phone line, right? Uh-huh. You had to, because yes. this was before Ethernet. You use your phone line to connect, which means that you can't use the house phone. You pick up the house phone no. and, it's, and it sounds like,
1: Oh! <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but you couldn't just connect to the internet just from the phone. So you they had to have that extra layer of internet CD ROM. I guess that CD ROM. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah. And so you would use AOL had them. I I don't think any other uh, brand or anything had them at the time. Possibly like a Yahoo or something. But mm-hmm. they would send you a CD that had a certain amount of uh, hours. I don't know what the measurement was called. But just internet time. Oh my! God. And I think—do you remember
1: like logging into AOL just to use like the internet and get your mail? Just to use but, like,
0: everything. That's so yeah. Because weird. like the thing is, those CDs—they worked really well for people like me who like my mom wasn't paying whatever it cost extra to have the internet. Mm-hmm. So like that's why I used it. And I, yes, very much remembered waiting for it to log on because I would always have to wait until nighttime when like everybody was asleep. And nobody mm-hmm. needed the phone. Right. And then just, like, be, like, waiting for it to log on and it's, like, gear gear doing all that. Yes.
1: G- <laughs> Those that- <laughs> insane sound like, whoever, like, cleared that sound to come out of the speaker like there's there's definitely like a world in which we live in like this yeah i don't think that was necessary like was did the computer really lose control and go i have to make these sounds
0: i think it was the sound of it connecting to be honest
1: it's insane and then it was even
0: more insane to me as like we got into the ethernet of things and then you know you needed to make sure that you're You had the Ethernet connection and put the thing into the modem and to the phone and all this. Now you can be on the phone in the house and be using the Internet. It wasn't one or the other. And then when Wi-Fi came along, I was terrified. Oh, yeah. I was like, Wi-Fi? Do you remember how, like, the connections used to just always be free? Not like free isn't like, you didn't have to pay money, but, like, people that purchased Wi-Fi... Like, they wouldn't lock their connection, so you could just, like, log into their Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. I did that for a very long time.
1: Me, too, because I just thought that, like, that's what was happening at our apartment. I thought we were just all using Netscape 81.
0: <laughs> and slowing down sometimes. Right?
1: And then we just, it was a community effort. And we they were, were like, just no, all that's the one that.
0: guy in 3A that has Wi-Fi. Right. And are stealing and it.
1: so... But I didn't think of it like that. I just, I just like, I don't know. I was, I was carefree and careless.
0: Yeah. I just, what a, what a time for the internet. Total. Yeah. Me and, me and my uh, high school friends loved AOL IM. I loved that. We would always be on IM and me and my bestie in college, we would get into the Yahoo chat rooms and they, this is like when they started creating the, like the webcam plugin, like you would have to buy a webcam. And Uh plug it into your laptop and attach it to your the top of your laptop and also buy a microphone and plug that in.
1: Oh, boy.
0: And so me and my friend would go in to the chat rooms and like if it was like a 40 and up, we would sing like the top billboard top hits for like (laughs) that generation. (laughs) (laughs) And just be singing for the people in the chat rooms and stuff. It was so stupid. But we used to love doing like just foolish stuff like that. Just jumping on chat rooms and like being like, what up? What up, y'all? What are y'all doing?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I was too scared to do chat rooms. Chat rooms
0: is a, like, whoa, what a scary place.
1: Yeah. What a scary time. Like you could just literally be anything. You and could be anyone like, and people yes. be like
0: ASL, which was like age, sex, location. Oh, my
1: God. I haven't heard that acronym.
0: Oh, the Internet. When catfishing was believable. Well, Adam, are you ready? Well, Danielle, I'm not, but I think maybe. Let's talk about normalizing open relationships. Listen. Yeah, let's,
1: yeah, I'm listening. Please. What do you
0: even consider an open relationship?
1: If I think of open relationship, it's like two people who are in a consensual relationship have this agreement. And I'm, sh- I think that with a lot of them, there are like different rules or parameters that they work within of like what's acceptable in that relationship. I think it's always mostly focused like on sexual expeditions outside of the relationship. <laughs> and I say expeditions, not lightly,
0: not just sexual, though, it could be a lot more than sexual.
1: What do you think?
0: An open relationship to me can mean a lot of things. But in the basics of it, it's like you and you and your partner are together, but the door is open. Mm-hmm. They can bring someone in. You can bring someone in. You may be just dating this person. You may be just having sex with them. You may be just chit-chatting with them and growing with them emotionally. But it's separate in the sense of like you and your partner aren't dating that person. You Your partner's dating someone else you're dating someone else or your partner's dating someone else and you're just dating your partner but you're still open and able to bring other people in it's not like a free for all but it is uh you do have the ability to date while mm-hmm. you're dating your primary partner right and i think that like open relationships and polyamory are similar but different Okay, yeah, because
1: I was gonna ask like if you like, do you feel like one leads to the other?
0: I don't know because the word itself polyamory is is already telling you there's many loves.. Mm-hmm. And from the ones that I've experienced, and I say experience, meaning like maybe people that I follow on social media and stuff who are in polyamorous relationships and stuff, what it seems like to me is that there's the ability for love in multiple people. Uh Uh-huh. Like you, and and not every relationship is the same. Like you may not even love that partner in the same way that you love the other partner. Right. But you love them both enough to where you need to be with the both of them. Uh Uh-huh. That sounds like
1: being codependent in a frat house.
0: It does, right? Like I just often, like I'm very much open to the idea of it after having been in several different relationships in my life, especially the last one that I was in, This was with a partner who was open to open relationships even before we were together Uh and just so happened to end up in a committed relationship with me and didn't have the desire to be open anymore. Do you
1: think maybe that like says something more about maybe they... I don't know, I guess every relationship is different. One, I'm going to go yeah. off the, right off the bat and go, I'm like, don't knock anybody who's in one. If it works for them, then it works for them. And right. then, and, and they're happy with that. Then like, that's, that's all I really care about is that like, y- that you would be happy in the situation that y- you find yourself in. But yeah. I often think of like these, like when I see on TikTok and like, I'm in a polycule and I'm like, okay, Ew, goodbye. What? Yeah, so they call some people call them like polycules. Obviously, it's like some buddy on TikTok who's like I live in a house and basically they live in like an adult community inside a three bedroom apartment and it's like 10 people who are all in a relationship together and I'm like this feels like you have unaddressed childhood trauma.
0: Right. Uh I don't know how I feel about that.
1: I feel like with some of the ones that i've seen on like social media it feels a little bit to me that like a uh, these group of this group of people have found companionship in each other yeah. which i think is good
0: it is good i don't know I also it it gives the space to not put so much pressure on one person
1: yeah, I think that's a, a, a really interesting and also like how you just said earlier that it's also you are relieving trying to find all of what everything you're looking for to one person.
0: All the things you want in one person. Yes. Yeah, I've never been the believer of the because pe- you know how it is when people fall in love and they be like, oh, my God, my best friend and my everything. I don't believe that. Yeah. I don't believe your your romantic partner, the person you choose to spend your life with needs to be all of those things. That's ridiculous. Right. Honestly. I don't it's not that I don't believe the people when they say it, but I just think that that is just the dangerous land to I think make it's your dangerous. partner your everything. Yes. And you know,
1: I will say so like I obviously there are some moments where I would rather connect with one of my really good friends about something. I don't know, but it's like uh, when I think of like relationship, like who am I romantically involved with? There's just like that. That's just a different category to me. And I don't consider like, oh, I'd want to be in a relationship with this friend of mine because they can help me with this certain like in these certain situations. And right now I'm only speaking specifically like emotionally.
0: Yeah, I think for me, the intrigue is that I get very tired of just the one person I'm seeing, even if they are amazing and wonderful and I love spending time with them, I just get irritated by like way too much quality time. I know that sounds horrible.
1: No, it doesn't. Because like I also, well, like sometimes I joke around with some of my friends differently than I would joke around with my husband. And like sometimes I want to joke around in a different way and like laugh and like enjoy it that way. It's just, I think that's normal and I think that's healthy.
0: I do too. And I think that's one of the quote unquote healthy parts of an open relationship is that you have those outlets that are mm-hmm. different. It's not the same, you know, it's it's just something about it that does intrigue me and does make me feel like, oh, I don't know. I could be open to that. But I've also, <laughs> in dating and doing so seriously, I could see how... I don't know. I don't, maybe I don't see how I'm able to expend all of those same types of energies to different folks. But maybe yeah. that's the case. It's not like you're dating the same way, the same person. You need to probably adjust your way that you show up in each relationship. Maybe. I just mm-hmm. don't know. I'm like, how do you have the energy for that? I barely have the energy for the one partner.
1: Yeah. When I think of open relationships right away, I think of like people like having sex with other people outside of their own relationship. Right. And I don't think there's anything, like if that's an agreement that you and your partner have come to, and like, I think sometimes people set boundaries of like, you can only do this or, and you can't go and do these certain things. Like that stuff is for us. But I think that like when you open the door, I think in my own mind, that like, that leaves a lot of room for, the person that you're in the main relationship with to feel less than or like to feel like maybe they aren't able to satisfy something that you might be looking for in that relationship. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it can. I guess it can if if that's the case of comparison, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of people in open relationships, hopefully in polygamy, they move through the that type of trauma. they they move through that type of uh, breakdown and hopefully have a better foundation for what they're doing. But I do think that it is human nature probably <laughs> to to feel the jealousy or to feel that type of comparison. but there there was something that in my last relationship that they tried to introduce me to the the topic or the, uh, I guess the emotion. Of compersion, which is like you loving when some when your partner is loved or appreciated or it, it brings uh-huh. you joy. like it's it's em- empathic almost. It brings you joy that this person that you love is being received positively or loved or desired mm-hmm. And my my ex-partner had that to where they loved when I was being loved on. And Mm, it was like that, especially in the beginning. But then as they started to be more committed to just me, they did start to feel jealousy and some certain other types of feelings that were outside of the compersion feeling. Mm
1: -hmm. How did you feel about it?
0: I think because a lot of people think compersion sounds like it's supposed to be the opposite of what jealousy is. Yeah. You know, like really thoroughly enjoying your partner being loved. I thought that that was a beautiful concept. It does sound beautiful. And it was helping me to understand what an open relationship could be. Mm -hmm. And me and that partner have since broken up. And I think sometimes like if I ever were to get back with them or if that's something that could happen, then I would want to make it an open relationship and lean Mm -hmm. into that compersion. Because like that person is very intense for me. But I really enjoyed being loved by them. Mm-hmm. But I think it needed some dilution. <laughs> uh-huh. Which would be the open relationship and different outlets for them to express different needs sexually, emotionally, and all that. Right. In a perfect world, I think an open relationship would work for me. Not mm-hmm. having to be fully, but then that's me being like, oh, I don't have to be fully committed. But I don't know if that's what that means. I think you are fully committed still in the open relationship, right?
1: Yes. I mean, I think that I can think of people I know who have been in open relationships uh, that like they were fully committed to that person. You know, if I'm thinking of the ones that I know, I don't think that they're together together now, but like, I think that it forced them to be really honest about how they were feeling about certain things, to have really uncomfortable conversations. So uh, uh, the ones that I can think of that they they seemed really healthy, to be honest because they ha- were talking and 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 going through a lot of different things and being really honest, yeah, you know,
0: it do- I mean, it, no matter how you slice it, it it needs polyamory. Open really all of it needs honesty it needs complete I think even more so than you if it was monogamous
1: oh yeah I think so because I think that there's like a lot of things to factor in of like one w- well I mean if you're sleeping with other people to like make sure that you're on the same page of like how are you protecting yourself and making sure that like everybody's staying healthy in that situation and be, you have to be honest about what you're doing and and what what your expectations are or or why your reasoning for wanting to be in an open relationship would be. So yes, I think that those people are having really more intense conversations
0: for sure. And it's a maturity level that needs to also exist within that because it's like you. Do are you in an open relationship where you and your partner are talking about your other partnerships or is that just off the table? Mm-hmm. And then what if you're in an open relationship and your partner has a partner, but you don't?
1: Right. Also, I don't think that it's like, I mean, like you could be in an open relationship and it's just like every day you're just like sleeping with somebody else. Like, I don't think it's like <laughs> yeah, that either. right.
0: And then like- I think that there are some. And then you might be in an open relationship with your partner, but that person that you are dating Are they now in an open relationship, too? Yeah. Like, are they allowed to date other people? Or what if you're their only person?
1: Right. Yeah, like, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, it's like, because I've never been in one. So there's a lot of
0: like, would you ever do it?
1: No, I don't think so. I think that there's like, I think like full, like open. No, I don't think so. I don't think that like I, I have the it. capacity to like focus on that many things and that many moving parts. <laughs> right.
0: I think if you, if, it depends. It would have to be definitely something I curate, you know, in a sense of like, I'm not sure if it's going to be, if it's going to be even workable for all the people that i involve.
1: involved. Yes, there's so many moving parts. <laughs> Lack of a better term.
0: Because then I'm like, just date at that point. Just be dating.
1: Yeah, I think that's the other thing. It's like, well... <laughs> I just
0: heard open parts. Shut up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> but no, I, it hit finally.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think the thing is, is that like... Case by case basis, man.
1: Yes. Because when I think of like sexual things, I think that it's really I love to be able to do that with my partner. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I'm not dead, so I will see like attractive people. But like, it's just something that like, I think it's sexy to save that for someone else. I think that, you know, who knows what will happen like down the road or if like, you know, maybe we would explore something, whatever. But like, I don't see that happening I don't think I can focus on it not with ADHD are you kidding
0: yeah i don't know it is it is quite the the undertaking because it it is tough to be in just a singular relationship tough in the sense of like you know you're not your own priority anymore and there's so many mm-hmm. you know other parts that you have to consider someone else too so having to throw in yet another person or persons and there's levels to each relationship, there's time spent. There's all this. There's money to be spent. There's trips. There's things. In a perfect world, it seems so doable and so fun, like you're just absolutely freely dating. But then in another, it's like the relationship part adds in responsibilities that make it just a little bit more sticky.
1: Yeah. So I mean, it does feel a little bit like just dating. Like it's dating, being but able the to have stakes that- are
0: high because you're now we're together. Right.
1: That's kind of like having your cake and eating it, too, I feel like it's it's a little bit like that. It's
0: having your cake and somebody else's cake and then also deciding I want brownies and cupcakes and cookies. But then I'm going to want a little milk over here. But wait, I'm lactose intolerant. But also, do I like sweets? Maybe I want fruit instead. Like, (laughs) it's giving a lot of decisions. But monogamy I don't don't know friend monogamy seems crazy to me too I mean it is crazy
1: I think that's why that there's like in relationships there's like moments where like you know people change and experiences change but like I think that there's give in every sort of kind of partnership or relationship and it's like you know you could be going through something or like there needs to be some excitement or like whatever Mm -hmm. so I can see like That being helpful, but I think when I'm thinking of open relationships, I think of people who like, it feels like they don't want to stop dating, but they want to still feel that like commitment of a partner. Yeah. But they don't want to give up this other part of like the fun and the excitement of like the dating of it all.
0: The idea of like soul connections and,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, things that feel like you can't live without them. Mm hmm. I think sometimes we end up like messing things up going through life thinking that just because you feel a certain type of feeling about a person that this is your person. As opposed yeah. to like this is someone that you should just be enjoying in general. And and, and we'd be like, oh, I, that's my love. That's the love of my life, my best friend, my everything. And it's like, well, maybe that was just someone you should be enjoying. Yes, This could possibly yeah. be someone else's actual soulmate, but you are connected. Hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. And uh, when you when you have them open, it's like, oh, I want to explore all of those things.
1: Yeah. And it's almost like the grass is always greener sometimes. And I'm just going like,
0: to keep going to different grass.
1: Right. Because it might be greener, which does sound good. Green grass does sound nice. Right. And I think sometimes when people think of like, I want to be in a monogamous a monogamous relationship that they, a lot of times they put a lot of pressure on themselves for this to be everything. And they will panic that like, maybe I'm not getting this emotionally from this person or maybe like, this isn't the best sex I've ever had. And I think that can scare somebody, like the thought of that of like, oh it must be just so boring doing the same thing all of the time. So I just don't want to do that. But I think that, like, if you're honest with yourself and you can be honest, like, with the, the people you're dating or the people you're in an open relationship with or the people you're in a committed relationship with about, like, what you're wanting and what you're expecting and where you are emotionally, I think that's what is going to save, like, any sort of relationship,
0: right? Yeah, I think so. It's just, it's it's a lot to it. I'm, every time, you're, like, I ponder it, I'm like, I don't know. I do think I could do it. I don't know anybody that personally, at least I don't know if, if they are or not. But like I said, I know people that I follow on the internet who are in these open relationships. And I can only see what I see. I don't know all the inner workings of it. But one that I'm thinking of in particular, this person has a primary partner who they do everything with, and that is the love of their life, but they have also another love of their life who they also consider. And this is a queer, uh, queer polyamorous situation. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, these are two different trans people who are primary, and then the trans woman has another trans woman who she also feels that connection to, and that's Mm -hmm. like her other life partner. I don't know if there's more people involved, but I know that those are like two of the primary relationships uh, that circle around this one trans woman and mm-hmm. i was I was like, "Oh, I wonder if her girlfriend also has someone else because it does seem like her primary relationship is like the one
1: Mhm, yeah, I understand that I don't know if I could I ever don't. i don't
0: know I just don't <laughs> understand that I could I can't make more than one person the one,
1: yeah, and I think also like. You know, we just did an episode on coming clean. It feels like in those open relationships that you're constantly having to come clean. It's so much cleaning of like, I want to do do, like, do you have to say that I want to go do this with this person or like I do you know what I mean? Like there's so so much like
0: you and I were together and I was like, oh, Adam, like, I really want to go to Australia, but I know you don't really be down for it. So, I'm gonna take my other girlfriend and do this thing that's gonna bond us even stronger. You know what I like I don't know, but that's jealousy. That's like a basic level. yeah it, yeah, it is and jealousy. maybe we we think too basic for these things because, from my experience, the people that are in these open relationships or in these relationships that are unconventional are usually a lot more communicative, Complete healed. It's not just like, oh, everybody's just having a good fun free for all time. There's, yes. there's just a lot more, uh, shadow work involved yeah. in that. And I honestly don't think it, it could work without it.
1: Yeah. I just think it, I think it requires a lot of honesty of like, I, I'm missing this or I, I need this in addition to, and I think that like, you know, not every open relationship is the same. Do you know what I mean? So it's no, like not
0: everyone is the same. Every relationship is not the same.
1: Right. So it's really hard to like sh- like have these broad strokes because I mean, like in, a- in theory, right? Like if I'm not feeling great about something, sometimes I just don't want to talk to my husband about it. And I'll hmm. go and I'll talk to one of my friends about it. And like I'll be miserable at home and I'll go out and have like so much fun with this other person.
0: So, which I mean, could be like, an open relationship if you let right, it. kind of right, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, they exist even in right. monogamy because completely... we have so much connection to other people and we get other things from other people.
1: I and I think that, like you know, with with JP, my husband, he knows that. Like, I think the world of him, and I think he's you know the best. And I love that he's my husband, but there are moments where it's like, yeah, like if I go and talk to one of my friends, I'm going to banter and joke around and I'm getting something out of them that like, maybe I wouldn't be able to get exactly that out of him. And he knows that. And he loves that. I'm able to do that. And I come back and I feel like so refreshed and, you know, I feel better.
0: But would you even be able to say that? Like, let's say y'all, were going to have a conversation about having an open relationship in this marriage. Mm-hmm. Would you be able to be honest with him about why you would want it?
1: I think that like, in my mind, when you're with somebody like romantically and you're with like, you're in a partnership with them, like, you know, we're married. So like, we share everything. Like we share our expenses. We have a dog together. Like, it's just like a, a different level of commitment we have to each other. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, emotionally or like whatever, like if I need to like have just like different energy around me with like friend wise, like I I'll do that. But I think that there's like a certain level that like I save for my romantic relationship. So that like, that is like something that's like special between us. And I think that that's what makes our, our relationship different to me than my other relationships with my close friends who like know everything about me and in love and are there for me. And I think I think that, like, I have an open communication with my husband. Not I think. I know we do. And we talk even when I don't want to. And I'm like, please stop. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It feels really special because it's between us. It's our thing. And that's why, I, I, I don't know. I think there's some things that, like, maybe, like, I... Can get out of other friendships or relationships like with I had that I have with like other people, but like I hold this one relationship like in higher regard. There's just more things that we have like together and that like are just between us.
0: Right. And see, I don't have a marriage, I've never been married. I don't know like how it could feel any different to be that committed to someone. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering like if I, wanted to have an open relationship after having committed to my marriage Mm -hmm. is that a doable thing or is the partner going to be like oh well you just don't want to be married to me
1: yeah I mean I think that's something that like because listen I think I don't ever want to stop. This isn't the end, right? Like being married. I think that like it's the beginning of like having this chance to like grow with someone. Mm. Because I know people are like, we grew apart. Well, I mean, okay, yes, that absolutely happens. But like, I want to continue growing. Right. But I'm not in control of my partner. If, if they grow or not, I'm in control of myself. So I hope that we grow together. And I think that, like, if we continue to have that open conversation about, like, what do we feel? Where are we? Like, who fucking knows down the line, exactly. right? But, like, I think it's just continually being honest. Not
0: only our emotions and all that involved, but also, like, my bodily fluids. So, yeah. Don't be bringing me home. No, no thanks.
1: Don't bring me foreign fluids,
0: please. Like that's another stressful part of it. It's stressful when you're dating and you're sleeping with people and you never know what they're doing on the other side. But like in a relationship that's open, there's just so many different ways to exchange bodily fluids. And so it's like, yes, I think about that a lot, too, because it's one of the major parts of being sexually open and active.
1: Yeah. You know, another thing is like, I don't want a lot like everybody knowing my business too. Well, who's going to know it? Well, I think like if you're in an open relationship and you're bringing in other partners and stuff, like, especially if you have like this one committed partner and you have people who maybe are sort of a little bit on the outside of that, like one committed relationship, it's not hard to imagine that some of those people kind of are in and out or maybe in for a shorter amount of time and then gone. And
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't know the inner workings, but I feel like you wouldn't be bringing whatever relationship things you're dealing with in one thing to the next relationship too. Like that's probably, I I, I wouldn't know for sure, but if in my open relationship, I don't know if I would do that. Like any frustrations that I have with my partner, I don't think I would be complaining about them to my other partner.
1: You know, what I'm trying to what I think I'm trying to say is that, like, let's say you're in an open relationship and like you're committed to one person. But like if you're open to bringing other people in, you're going to be dating other people.
0: And so I'm that's like, real because you don't just all of a sudden bring someone in and that's like I'm in that relationship.
1: Right. And who cares what other people say? It really doesn't like matter. But like you could be connecting with somebody and vibing with them on a date or something. And then it just kind of fizzles out. But you've maybe told them something like in semi confidence. And then, like, you know, it's over. And we all talk to our friends and stuff. And like, oh, I dated this person and like this and that. And it was just. I don't know. I guess that could happen with friendships, too. I'm probably just overthinking it. But yeah, I don't know. Danielle, I don't know. It's it's a complicated <laughs> thing. and and, and, I'm, and I'm not in the position to, like, speak
0: from experience. I know. Neither of us are, to be honest. But I am open <laughs> for the conversation. I think, man, you know what? If you were to normalize something from open relationships, what do you think you would normalize?
1: I think that like when it comes to open relationships you have to normalize the open communication. And I think that goes for any relationship, but especially an open one because there's so there's more people like in the middle of it. There's your health could be at risk, your emotional well-being, and it's just keeping a clear communication of I'm feeling this, I'm feeling a lack of this. So I think like we really should normalize that open communication in your open relationship. <laughs> yes. Danielle, what do you think?
0: I don't know. I kind of think that it's up to the whoever's in these relationships to make sure that both partners or whoever the partners are inside of it just don't feel like that they're missing something or that they are not fulfilling something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like maybe that yes. is the case in certain regards, but I don't think it's it's healthy to have your partner feel less than.
1: Right. No, I don't think so either.
0: And that's the reason why I'm opening up the relationship. I think it, it needs to be a different reason as to why you're opening up your relationship mm-hmm. than like, oh, I'm looking for something more fulfilling than you.
1: Yes. I mean, do you consider like an open relationship if somebody's like, let's bring in a third for like a night? I'm not thinking that that's like open relationship. I feel like that's like- No, that's like just a,
0: a uh, hookup.
1: Yeah, that's just wearing a pineapple on That's vacation. just getting
0: that, Yeah, just, just showing <laughs> me that you down with the pineapples.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I mean I think like stuff but like I that, think like, you are it's... open
0: and your your relationship is open. T- yeah. To the sense of like oh we're open to try some stuff but we're not we're not dating another person.
1: Yes. I think that's I think I can I can wrap my mind around that a little bit. Yeah. Clearer.
0: A little bit clearer.
1: A little bit clearer.
0: From the openings of my relationship, I must say.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: Stimulating. I think there's still so much that i like want to explore within this conversation. I might even bring this one to the group chat to my girls to talk a little bit more about it because I want to see what other people are thinking as far as like what it means to open it up and how that how it manifests, you know, because yes, I think there's totally. just so many moving parts.
1: Yeah, I think there's so many, there's so many moving parts. And I think it also means something else to everybody else. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. it means something different to everyone. Literally, like whatever makes you happy. Just do what makes you happy.
0: Yeah, if it, even if it's more than just your partner.
1: Completely, whatever, <laughs> whatever makes you happy. I'm just crying blood. I'm going, uh-huh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. I'm
0: fine. Everything's fine.
1: So, Danielle, I feel like let's just let's let's move on. Yes. Let's close up our open relationship talk mm-hmm. and let's get right into my favorite part of the show, which is keep it
0: oh, or curb
1: it. it. So for you first timers, mm-hmm. what a way to get What into a way it, to get right? in here.
0: You know? Yes.
1: So. Keep It or Curb It is a segment where we're going to take a look at new social trends. We're going to decide whether they're worth keeping with a K or curbing with a C. Because, okay? <laughs> bitch, we're spelling here.
0: We spell okay? it today. So but, we're
1: going to do things a little differently, Danielle.
0: Ooh, I like yeah. you. you switching it up. You opening the relationship up. Yes,
1: I am. <laughs> and it's about my honest and open
0: communication. hmm.
1: <laughs> so we're gonna do like rapid fire trends. So like we're gonna it. keep her curb.
0: Okay. Are you ready? Nobody talked to Pew is what you're trying to tell me.
1: Nobody we actually couldn't get a hold of Pew, so we're actually doing rapid fire instead of Pew Pew Pew.
0: Okay. Fire it okay. up
1: all right the first thing our first rapid fire Danielle are we keeping or curbing showing up to a dinner party with your own meal and ingredients because you are on a restrictive <laughs> diet
0: been there done that um I'm just not coming curb
1: yeah I, I think curb but also listen if you're showing up with your own ranch power to you keep you
0: know if you're showing up you're definitely showing up with like slivers of almond and like chlorophyll yes. tablets it's, it's definitely not anything worth showing up with stop that
1: no and also wait i can tell you that like when i was competing and i needed to like watch what i was eating there's always a way around of getting something that like will work within what you're doing i think if you're bringing your own stuff you're being a little obnoxious which i've done i have brought my own yogurts to a dinner so whatever <laughs> i'm curbing myself
0: <laughs> oh, get out of here yeah <laughs> Okay, Adam, are we keeping a curving, planning a night out with your friends, but telling them not to bring their boo? Um,
1: I'm I think we that. can keep that. Yeah, I think it's good that, like, um, you stay connected to your, like, friends, that you don't need to be, like, have your person there all the time. I yeah, think that's, like, a that's, little intense.
0: It's giving my man, my man, my man. And I get it, girl. I'm proud of you. But, like, it's just a... <laughs>
1: Right, exactly. I'm proud of you, but I'm actually annoyed and ashamed. I'm very of you. much. Just- <laughs> <laughs> All right, Danielle. Okay, are we keeping or curbing? If you are somebody's house guest, always strip the bed, even if you tell them not to worry about it.
0: You know what? I think that is very thoughtful. Let's keep that. I say
1: keep it. It's nice, but also when I have a guest, I usually tell them not like don't worry about it. Ahead of time, so they don't feel like they need to like rip things apart. So I, I love when you do it. I don't. I'm not requiring it, and I'm not going to give you a bad review at my house.
0: Oh yeah. Also, because you seem like very particular about how you even do the stuff. So, well,
1: the thing is, I'll probably redo it, and not because I don't trust <laughs> whomever did it. You're gonna remake the I... bed
0: and restrip it.
1: Maybe who knows? <laughs> we'll never know,
0: because you ain't doing it at my house.
1: <laughs> Actually, no stripping and like, I actually really love when I'll have a friend that stays over and they'll strip the bed and they'll also like put their towels like in a pile. And I'm like, that's really. Yeah, do it.
0: Do how you would do it at Airbnb. Thank you. That's very nice.
1: Yes. Keep.
0: Keep. Adam, are we going to keep her curb using COVID? Good old coronavirus Uh as an excuse to get out of pretty much anything.
1: I think unless you have it. You can stop using that as an excuse, I think.
0: Yeah. I mean I've <laughs> or there's some I've like used it before. But <laughs> you know, I mean, I've used it too. I think now might be the time to stop using it.
1: Yeah, I think unless you are currently positive.
0: Yeah, don't play. don't play around with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Don't okay. play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. <laughs>
1: As Danielle has told me <laughs> to not do.
0: And I thank won't. you. Mm-hmm.
1: Danielle, I really did love this episode. I feel like I was confused. I'm still confused, but I feel less confused.
0: Um, I'm glad. I think, you know, as a married man, open relationships probably give you sweats.
1: That's sweating for sure. Yes.
0: <laughs> but it is a thing worth talking about because. It's real out here. And I think a lot more people, especially these, (laughs) this new generation, honey, these Gen Zers, the monogamies and all that probably doesn't appeal to them that much anymore. And people are definitely looking at ways to like rage against the machine, against tradition. So open relationships, polyamory, it's it's here to stay.
1: I mean, whatever. Go for it.
0: (laughs) Just be upfront. Right. about all of it, especially your bodily fluids. Don't be spreading them out.
1: Yes. Don't be spreading them out. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just imagining <laughs> fluids on a table. And I'm so sorry that Stop I said that spreading out loud. your
0: fluids out across the table.
1: Yeah, please. For once. Yes. For once.
0: N- for once. And just also know that not every relationship is the same or lame. Everything yeah. has like it's, it's, everything is case by case
1: Completely Just always be be honest It will save you every single time Yes,
0: open your mouth and open relationships
1: Yes Your throat Exa- chakras wow. Yes, yeah <laughs> Clear, Cleanse your chakras
0: Yes So Danielle, that's
1: actually our time for today And
0: wow. I I know I'm going to open my podcast relationship up And get another partner And make another episode <laughs>
1: I'm sweating (laughs) again. (laughs) I'm going, oh, okay. You're being honest. I'm going, Sweat directly into the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing, everybody. We love hearing from you as Mm -hmm. usual. Thank you for popping into both of our DMs. We have loved all of your suggestions. They've become episodes. Please continue to hop and pop into the (laughs) DMs. <laughs> um, we
0: love it. Please so, hop and pop into my
1: <laughs> please hop and pop into my DMs. And to do that, you can find me on social media. <laughs> my handles on Instagram are at, at a rip And on Twitter, you can find me at Adam Ripon. And make sure that you, you know, subscribe, rate, everything. Mm-hmm. We love it. We're looking for those five stars. Danielle, where can they find you?
0: Yes, you can find me. And my ZM's re- ready for you to pop and, <laughs> what'd you say? To pop in,
1: <laughs> Wait, hop and Wait, what pop. did I say? Yeah, hop hop and pop and pop in there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> on IG, it's at the Danielle Young, And on Twitter, it's at RapsoDanny. Please hop and pop because we need to know what other things we should be normalizing. Suggest, suggest a way. Yeah, we love it. Until then, guys, make sure that you're normalizing. Spreading. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, actually, you know what, Danielle? Finish your sentence. <laughs> I want you to finish your sentence because I know you thought about it for a second. And you went, I'm going to go for it. So it, go it ahead. grossed
0: me out, but we'll <laughs> see you ahead. next time. I won't realize this. And until then, you better <laughs> spread those bodily fluids <laughs> <laughs> across the table. Yeah. And also put a pineapple yeah. just on the edge. Right. So we know exactly what you're here for.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you for finishing your sentence, Danielle.
0: (laughs) Pineapples and spreading fluids, honey.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners, we want to hear from you. Make sure you're following at MakeSpringHill on all platforms for weekly show updates.